0: Hello, and welcome to Searcher. On this episode of the show, we speak with Delphine Diallo, a Brooklyn based French and Senegalese visual artist and photographer. Delphine's intention is to change the gaze in photography, empowering black women while creating new narratives and experiences for consciousness to expand. Diallo combines artistry with activism, challenging the norms of representation in our society by immersing herself in the realms of anthropology, mythology, religion, science, and martial arts. For this second episode with Delphine, we explore in detail some of the underlying ideas driving her vision, including integrity and consciousness, awareness and trauma, community and connection. As mentioned previously, I always enjoy speaking with Delphine and I hope to have her back soon.
1: The intention that everybody has a photographer needs to be, for me, outside of what industry wants from you, right? And it's a very hard question because people say, what do you mean I'm just doing photography because I love to do it and uh, I love to be a part of this industry who hire me for jobs. But, but outside of five, ten years, you know, and you're doing photography for a very long time, we have this question who's coming to all of us right now. For me, it comes very, long, like, earlier. But this question is a question, a question I told you before of intention. And the intention means you know that the photography world is a very new world for the world itself, right? It's been less than 100 years.
0: It's very young.
1: So then, indeed, we must realize how much how much limitation we did create it within the form, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because
1: it's very young, and then and then this vision of one type of uh, I told you type of photography, which is right. fashion documentary. Yeah,
0: but- the genres are so general and not very diversified.
1: But within the intention, it means it's like we we realizing that we're less interested in the story and the live experience of the photographer. I'll give you an example. I know you, right? Mm-hmm. I think you're pretty dope. You you're pretty, you know, grounded person. <laughs> but what I'm saying, it's like you you're questioning yourself, right? You have a, you have access to critical thinking Always. and to readjust your your moral, your ethic. And the way that you want to behave in life, like you got the chance to do it. Some people can even after after access that, right?
0: I'm very privileged in that way, yeah.
1: So let's say as a person, and I really like you, mm. and and I know that the world doesn't see you, and you don't want the world to see you because you're a photographer behind the scene, right? Makes sense to you? Makes yeah. sense. At the same time, I feel today we are lacking of people with integrity and ethic. Mm. And, and what we're experiencing today is like, yes, someone can do a good job. He's professional. Everybody's professional, technicians, scientists. Like everybody has a skill. That's what society wants you to do. But somehow, the value of a system and the value of our own nature, which is um, a compassion, empathy, integrity, moral, ethics, This is something Mm. who's not being promoted. Mm. I related my photography on those ethics for the beginning since the beginning. And I'm like, well, after people will realize I'm not just shooting beautiful black girl because that's what they believe, because this is what they perceive in the black body, the exotic experience.
2: Mm.
1: Once they're gonna realize that the work through the years, it's not what they think it was, there is a door for me to give to them when they're going to get ready to listen what actually I experienced because they would not be able to see it. And that vision, it's only a vision of pure consciousness mm. and beauty within the limitation of a Western mind. And the worst in my belief is the best because he has the best psychologist, philosopher. And I can go on with technical professional, right? Mm-hmm. But somehow with, you, with the high intelligence of studying so many things in Yale, in Harvard University, in MIT, and I, in UC, UCLA University and stuff, there is definitely something who's liking here.
0: Right. So this is sort of along the lines of what you've spoken about before. The phrase and the idea is the decolonization of the mind. We have been programmed to go out there and take.
1: You take more than you give. Right. And that's something that because you not be able to perceive it, you keep doing it because you, 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 you're surrounding or doing it. So there is nothing wrong about it. But then when you start to live in Africa, which you did, you realize the difference, right? Mm. They could not survive without the gift of the other one on everyday living. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. They have no other choice to support one of each other. Right. And that's how they can survive, even if like three or four cousins doesn't have work for 10 years.
0: Mm. Yeah, they help each
1: other. It's not... It's not misery at one point because they know they have to live like this, right? It's not a misery for them. They're like, this is how it works right now because we have to survive and because we don't want to feel like, we don't have to feel sad about it. It's like we are born into that reality. So we're going to make the best of it. And this is what happened in the Western world. It's a world who's been born in a material, in a material consuming consuming mm. level of like oh if i make more if i take more then i'm going to get even more for myself then i'm right. going to buy a big villa i'm going to i'm going to buy a big car i'm going to have three or four kids um and i'm going to try to be sustainable for the rest of my life with with 400,000 dollars expense a year it's, it's an
0: example. This extreme form of individualism where yes. we grew up with this idea that, okay, we're going to have a family, we're going to have kids, we're going to make a certain amount of money so we can support our own family
1: just mm-hmm. mm-hmm. ourselves
0: because of the job mm-hmm. that we... Like, it's so individual. When I was in college, I had a Samoan roommate. We had this really, really small room, and we each slept on each side of the room, and his cousin... Mm-hmm would constantly stay with us and he had this big cousin and he would sleep right in the middle of us so if i got up in the (laughs) middle of the night and had to go to the bathroom i would have to you know walk around his legs and his arms and he would be there for days and days and i remember you know like i was really chill in college He used to smoke a fair amount of cannabis i'll just be like sure sure kalama if your cousin wants to stay it's totally fine you know and after a while i was just like so used to it where he was a part of our room. And I'm talking about a room that was probably like nine or 10 feet wide by
1: the same length. (laughs) We were squeezed and he was in the (laughs)
0: reserves. Kalama was in the the reserves. (laughs) So he was, everything he did was like super tight and organized. And he was very, he was Christian. And, you know, that changed over time after he, you know, he began opening up. But uh, that idea of us being in this, you know, we're in this as a group. You know, I began to understand it in that way. It was about the collective.
1: He, for a long time well, to stay.
0: We were roommates for a year, and he probably altogether stayed for, I don't know, a couple few months. Like he would come yeah. and stay and then leave and then come and stay and then leave and come and stay. But it was... Uh, but you see, yeah, you see the flow? You
1: see the flow? There is a flow, right? There is a flow where, where you know it's not. it's, gonna be, it's not going to be permanent, right? Right. But there is a flow that the person created where you feel comfortable to be the host. So the host yeah. is like for for women, we have the womb, and we hosting. It. It's a it's our own nature. We like to host, right? Because mm-hmm. we like to give food, whatever. Like I'm like this. It's like I whatever I like to give. It's it's like I have my own skills to give. Like for now, I cook more, and I love to mm-hmm. give good French Senegalese food to my friends, right? Like,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: the 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 fact that the man becoming such a hunter in the western society which i told you there's a lot of uh, frustration and pressure on you guys and
0: (sighs) from the beginning
1: yeah from the beginning so it's like when i'm seeing a man and i know what he has to deal with when it comes to He's the one who needs to do the most of the money. He's the one who have to take the right decisions. Um, and by the way, he really needs to take the decision because if he doesn't take the decision, he feel like a like a pee, like a pussy, you know? Right. Like oh, I'm not I'm not courageous enough. Mm-hmm. And the, when the man can't decide for himself because he's looking for himself, like right now we're experiencing an um, an amazing time in history where men and women need. To redefine who they are together—that's mm. uh, that's the truth of a new relationship, who's not being assigned by a society who want us to to be divided within a belief system, right? As a woman and men, it's like, no, I have the kids; you take care of the house. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Doesn't mean that the man doesn't have to take care. A real man, for me, a man in general has this um, has this. Uh, let's say a physical power that, that the woman doesn't have the same. So they balance each other when the man like he's there, like as a protector for me, that's how I see the man. He must be the protector. For sure. Uh, I can have, make more money. He can make more money. We can figure it out our evolution. Mm-hmm. The man can make money for 10 years. He has a hard time. The woman take over, take care of him for 10 years because she developed a new job and was able to do uh, education because a, a, a husband or a man took care of it for 10 years, you know? So there is an exchange here who is possible where the woman needs to as well show that there is a supportive space of love, right? Mm. Especially when it comes to money for me. Mm. Um, that's why I always like to be independent. And it's going to be really hard for me to live with the man because even if I love him, I like to have him in his own space. You know what I mean? It's like, if my boyfriend is next door, it's fantastic. You know
0: what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great to have you on the space.
1: or like living in the same yeah, place, and so um, I got a, I got I got my room, like you know, your place here when you want to sleep sometimes. Man cave. That's what you do, right? Love it. So the woman has a a, a cave, the man has the cave, and right. they can and they can decide free into the sacred space that they create. Yeah. That yeah, like three times a week, they're not gonna sleep together, and it's all good. If you talk to your friends about this, they're just going to go crazy about it. You know what I mean? What? Right, 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 like, right. Yeah, why not? Take yeah. your freedom within the space of, of, of consciousness and love within women and men. So that's why I put this topic in the place because mm. there is so much between the masculine and the feminine that will help us to change the way that the world of photography is being brought to us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how, um, well, not that long ago, a few thousand years ago, 13,000 years ago, whatever it was, when agriculture came around and we began splitting everything up, you know, and dividing everything. And, you know, we had borders. All of a sudden we had our land and we had our, you know, our animals and we had our men or, you know, our women in our house and everything became very, very individual. And so at the same time, our minds also became that way. Where we needed to like you know achieve everything for ourselves, and this became you know, and things became more controlled in a certain. Whereas in the past, but we we were for the most part living in tribes, where we would if you had a child, I would help you know even if I wasn't you know the father of your child, yeah, I would yeah,
2: help yeah, yeah, yeah. raise
0: your kid. You know, especially in the yeah. tribes where you know, you'd have like multiple partners, where you wouldn't even know. It's happened like if it happens a lot in the Tuareg. It happens a lot in Tuareg. Yeah, yeah. It uh-huh.
1: happens a lot in the Tuareg. They have yeah. a husband who's going to travel, and the women have a lover, but right. the lover is taking care of the wife when the husband exactly. is not there, and then when the husband is coming back, the lover is leaving. Right. What I'm saying is like our property, like let's say this body. Mm-hmm. We need to change the relationship with the body and the ownership. So the ownership of anything. This is where right. it stops us to understand a common um, relationship. Uh, and that's why we criticize Africa, and there's not don't, don't we do not understand why some tribe can live with two wife or two husbands, Because there is the yeah. opposite as well. There is women who, are like in Africa, who has two husbands. Yeah. But we we don't we don't heard about those stories because they they they're not serving the narrative of the patriarchal society. So what we're experiencing for the last thousand, probably three thousand years, mm. it's the Expansion of the patriarchal society, mm. with the masculine energy taking over every single uh, part of our psyche, and we're experiencing this year when it comes to. I'm not going to talk about the politician today, but I'm talking about this this uh, this patriarchal, you know, uh, politician era where. Uh. All the politicians are men. They're in suits. They know what they're talking about, but they have no empathy and compassion. They like they're, so they're lacking so much. They're lacking so much of humanity that that's that's supposed to be the people now. Who's questioning? Who are questioning why we have at this level of power people with no empathy and compassion? What happened to us as a, as a citizen hmm. to be able to be in that position to Witness such an inhuman being di- dictating us mm-hmm. who we are as a human, and and this is this is this is a, this is for me a sickness of the mind. It's like you you convince yourself that that's okay, which actually I wake up probably six months ago and after three months or four months of the pandemic, I'm like that's not okay. Why? Because this narrative, whatever they bring, it's a very masculine, patriarchal squeezing and tell you this is the only way we're going to deal with the issue Mm. this prototype we're going to duplicate and we're going to make sure that's going to be the masculine and authority totalitarian way to deal with the issue and as a woman I feel very affected by it because there is no uh, place for healing Mm. at all so it's like, okay, so you, all right, so you scare everybody for a year and then you know that virus is not going to go away. So you're going to make sure that what you say is going to be what people have to listen. So it's a, it's like a daddy who's taking over his power and doesn't let the citizen, um, which he doesn't actually respect the way that, the people can think about life, and I think it's uh, it's detrimental for society to not believe in your citizen, to believe your citizen are weak and fragile and vulnerable, and all of them they have no understanding, no ethic. So you're the one who's going to tell them what to do. Mm. It's a very, a very painful, and we're experiencing in 2020 the most painful year for everyone. Mm. Do you understand what I mean? And black people yeah. more because plus the virus, they have to deal with with the past who's coming to them in a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean?
0: Let's get into that a little more. So what do you so expand on that a little bit for me?
1: Yeah, like 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 wow, man, like dude, like I have to wake up and just realize each time now that I'm going out, then I'm a black woman. I was not thinking this way before. So so this year it's like. In me, like it's this kind of like places where people is like, be careful, make sure it's okay to go there, don't go out too late. And I'm like, it's like the anxiety is going on and on and on, and I'm glad I have I have to process change and and healing and spirituality and and understand the vibration and frequency, but how can you change a society if the only thing that you give is your perception of fear and the the you truth of racism and discrimination, which has been there a very long time ago, and then is coming back to you face in different form, and as a citizen, we're not be able we're not able to see that there is a certain way to talk about things that doesn't serve actually anyone. So we talk about them because we need to talk about them, but mm. to realign them within the past, which means like. Yo, that stuff is deep, man. Let's talk about a psyche. Let's talk about how 2,000 to 3,000 years of you know Babylonian area and our religious, the religious dividing us, and from the religious religion mm-hmm. dividing us, mm-hmm. the government uh dividing us within the authority of the system which they call, do you know what I mean? And 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 in this place right now in 2020 while we are not actually able to think about another way of living together, a new system, why not? It's utopic. Okay, so I have a new ideas, right? And you tell me that my idea is utopic and there's no possibility for it because this is not the way it is. Hmm. So I've come to a place where I just realized like the duplica, the duplicates of... A model who doesn't function, which is for me, the patriarchal society, the Western world, the way that they took resources from Africa, South America, and the way that they took those resources are now we are experiencing the result. Wherever is the virus or the racism or all the form that we're receiving this year, we have a responsibility to see where is the where is the roots, right? Mm. So the root is deep, and this root is so deep that it's thousand years back. It's not only four hundred years of slavery. It's mm. it's it's like this is this is why we are so much in pain, because our ancestors and the uh, grandfather and da 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 da. da then you need to deal with an authoritarian uh, system. People will admit, well, Delphine, this is less totalitarian and an authority than 50 years ago. Yeah, but things are repeating themselves. They're coming in cycle. Hmm. So you believe you have more freedom because you can buy stuff and you have a car and you have the kids. And and like, look at yourself like at home right now, trying to just talk about freedom. Hmm. Think about it for a second. What happened? So then the real topic for me is our understanding of freedom and the fact that wherever I live for the last 43 years of my my life, was a certain type of freedom, which we call democracy, right? Mm. And I had what I want from that freedom. But suddenly something in in my brain this year completely shifts and say, wait, but I can't. I can just keep feeling like I'm free right now because those people who are suffering around the world are are really not free. Mm. So if I'm like you in Congo, if you if you start to really kind of reflect and 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 project consciousness within the realm of consciousness in body of other mm. uh, in Congo in Africa. In Brazil, wherever we're experiencing at the fast speed this year, right? It's like they, there is a, there is a conversation within you who's trying to talk to you, right? That's why it's mm-hmm. for people. It's like this is a psychosis. No, it's not a psychosis. It's like you, conscious, come to the level of your you know, subconscious. That both together, mm-hmm. they actually now, here, on at the same time, man. And, you, and, you, and you're and you trying to just realize that you have a problem. It's like, we have this opportunity right now to see both together and realize whatever the information that we're receiving, we need to be ready for the truth. And we kind of don't want to be ready for the truth because Africa was not the place that we used to live. You know, Brazil, Honduras, Venezuela, this is far place in another land. That doesn't work anymore. If the world is consciousness and if humanity is connected, then you reflecting the pain of others in you, within you, you have to admit it. It's a, it's like the the How do you mean like the,
0: you have to admit it? What do you mean you by that? You have to
1: admit it, you have to admit that the pain that we're experiencing,
0: hmm.
1: like let's say outside of being me, myself black. Mm-hmm. I'm experiencing a pain of a world who's shifting and where people are dying and I'm aware that they're dying every day. That's what I'm saying, not just from a virus. Like I received the news from Ethiopia, how many people like move to Sudan or they die in Ethiopia. Like the news and the information that I'm receiving in a week is intense. Hmm. So the world wants you to be aware of. You not being divided anymore. Do not divide yourself. This is your issue as well. Oh, no, you here and then they here. It's like, see how much, how long you're going to, you're going to actually lie to yourself about the fact that we must do better. Mm -hmm. And must do better means like, I have to be aware that's painful. I'm going to leave again and I'm going to escape and I'm going to go into the mountains. There is two choice in your life. You want to go into the mountains and meditate in a Tibetan temple and give up on everything, 50% will say, I go and I, I give up. Or there is a space for fighting back, but not in a, in a, in a, in a, in a painful way. It's like life, life, life. Okay. All right.
0: The Bodhisattva way, right? Where, you know, you, you have the realization, but you're still going to live within the system.
1: You have to live consciously. There is this uh, book, uh, amazing Indian book, uh, Bhagavad Gita book, very famous book.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm taking classes recently on every Sunday because uh, it's time for me to understand the the depth of the book, um, which I have on the side for years and I never wanted to open it because I, I could not understand even one page. And I had someone who finally guided me through the book and in an hour it appeared to me that it helps me like more than a week of like reading it. This book talk about the different level of ignorance. Mm. And this is what actually Western world is experiencing completely. Like uh, the the attachments the the false ego um, frustration and anger instead of understanding.
2: Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to check the other ones. But what I'm seeing those ones are the ones that we have to deal with, I probably deal with three of them already. Mm-hmm. I probably have two that I have to to fix. But the layers of ignorance are not just one. So I can't judge someone who say, oh, you can't see, you're not conscious, move. You mm-hmm. you're you not wake up, right? So mm-hmm. conscious people sometimes are actually very rude. Mm-hmm. You know, we we have to work on a level of of layers where my layers, let's say I'm dealing with layers of ignorance for years, and I might be at the dimension, you know, I'm joking, like I'm on dimension 14 right now, and I deal with a lot of stuff that I clean, right? And Michael is on 16 or 13 or 12 or 10, whatever it is. Or five. But it's not but it's not a ladder. It's Mm. Michael, it's not a ladder. This is the worst mentality to think in the latter. I'm thinking about dimension, right? It's like you, I'm here, you're here, someone is there. It's 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 like we all okay, we all in parallel. So Michael is is in parallel world of my world and that's why we connect. So within the world of Michael and my world there is access and a direct point to the same consciousness which it's kind of amazing. Mm. Do you understand how beautiful consciousness is? Yeah. It's, it's like yeah. through you, through your different story, your different background, and you went and you raised, you connect with me, French, Senegalese, and France. Then I moved to New York. We meet in New York. We traveled the world. You move out to LA. I stay in New York. We met, bump into each other in France by, you know, there and there. Boom, we're keeping the connection. And then within that connection, we finally understand that we are conscious being together
0: mm-hmm.
1: it makes sense to you
0: yeah we're in this together yeah completely
1: so we in this Comple- together that's beyond what i mean the form. yeah
0: you know beyond yeah. all the labels and beyond everything that we you know have been given and you know carried and all these things it's beyond all of that it, you, can
1: you feel the about- beauty of it there is a beauty of it
0: I feel it. I feel it.
1: Like, like this is fucking, this is fucking love. And the love is friendship. Like the people that I connect to my last 10 years, I intentionally choose them. I, I might choose you. Do you know what I mean? Without you not noticing it. That's like, Oh, this man has a great brain. Oh, why? Oh, he's conscious working towards his consciousness and expansion. Great. Boom. Signing up with his consciousness. Do, do you understand what I mean?
0: No, we've had this conversation in the past too about just being closed and being open and being conscious and being unconscious and you know, both in the process of making work but also in life and how the patriarchal system and just the, you know, the structure of everything feels so daunting sometimes uh, because it is. Really, it is all the time because you have to make a certain amount of money to survive and you now we have this house and a baby and all these things that we need or do not need but and as you said you know we we feel as as if we're free and we have a freedom sure we have a certain amount of freedom inside the system but the system itself is is not um like it's not ideal because it's keeping all of us separate how often are we coming together you know instead it's a system that is you know made for the separateness that we have cultivated in that, you know, a result of a system in which everyone has their own stuff. And uh, this, you know, the collective atmosphere and the sharing things and, you know, being and gathering and, um, you know, we need so much more of this. And, uh, like, I think the pandemic has just shown us that, really, if anything, that the isolation is just, uh, it's a killer. It's so, and only in isolation now can we see what it is, see the system for what it is. Like, what the hell have we designed this place with huge buildings and we go and we work in these buildings and we spend all our time going back and forth and, you know, we each have our house (laughs) and we have all our shit and we have to spend so much energy Mm -hmm. and time working and so we can get all this shit where do we, you know, a lot of us reach <laughs>
2: the end of our lives and we're still
0: little kids and we haven't evolved and we haven't matured yeah, and we yeah, realized yeah. who we are because of this system it's a killer
1: so there is this uh, There is this beautiful man, uh, his name is uh, Maridoma uh, Somi he's, uh, he's from Burkina and he decided to move to America to be able to help the um, African the Afro-American to understand what their spiritual issue is, right? So he's the spiritual healer coming to America and explaining something that I will send it to you and you will love. And I think that's uh, not just for black people. This is for everybody to understand. The the initiation, the word initiation for so many is only related to religious belief. I'm a spiritual person, very spiritual. I have no religious affiliation i i study many religions and i'm taking my own bet on my belief system through my own life experience right so this guy quickly this guy was explaining the issue with america is the fact that the kids have been raised and the, uh, the society has been raised boys where we're not able and in, in most of the western world with no initiation of of being and becoming a man. And and the fact that when you talk about initiation, it can be, you know, a new society is creating initiation where the man um, has to go through a process of ethic, moral and and agreement with his own self about being into another space as a man, right? It's not not supposed to be from your pressure. This uh, initiation, have non taking places in most of modern society. So the initiation process is being pushed out of the youth. In Native American culture, initiation is still a process. They have to Vision go to quest. the mountains. Yes, right? Mm. And in Africa, so many different tribes, and believe they will go through the initiation process, especially when the men will have to have a wife and a kid, etc., He has to follow certain kind of moral and ethic. And he will be condemned if he doesn't follow those rules. It doesn't mean that there is a pressure of society, but we make people, initiation makes people accountable for themselves and their behavior in society. What we're experiencing is we're experiencing the biggest time in history when nobody's accountable. So it's, like, so it's like, so then you look at people it's like, I, I cheat on him, I just did that, I just want to do this, and then I'm going to do that. And it's like, it doesn't mean that I'm judging anyone, by the way. But who is accountable and see the numbers are about to go down? Man. And that's why initiation is such a process of accountability. Mm. And that's what we're experiencing with the politician. It's like, guys, start to promote politicians. They need for me to be accountable. They're not accountable because they didn't prove me anything. And they need to prove you. They're supposed to serve you. So they're supposed to be accountable. They're not supposed to be your grandmother and your grandfather. They're not your family. They have to be accountable for the citizens.
0: Yeah, they're supposed to be working for us.
1: Yes. Accountability.
0: Accountability, exactly. Which is integrity, which is... So speaking of accountability and integrity, we're all over the map and I love this. But I want to talk more about, because you've been so focused on this for many years, about the giving and not the taking. How can we give more as image makers and takers? How can we Mm -hmm. give Mm -hmm. more? How have you learned this in your work? And how do you implement this? But then you could also look at it, I guess. Sorry.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. When we're, if we... Love what we do and we feel passionate about what we do mm-hmm. as artists, as photographers. Is that not also a giving?
1: Oh, I love this question. <laughs> Let me process it. So, um, yes, it's a form of giving, right? So, photographer, um, of course, the reason I say, I'm i not going to criticize the, I mean, I'm not going to say, hey, you or Malin, my best friend, who's a photographer has no access for giving um to the subject, right? But like my question is you, Michael, and it's a personal question, which means we're talking about a space of giving where um it's been invisible to everyone. And and let me explain it. What is invisible? The invisible is I don't know about your intention. I don't know about what happened and your relationship with the subject when all that thing's coming and you photograph the picture. So the, for me, the giving process is it's, it's an accountability to yourself and your ethic and your moral, but it's not enough. The, it's not enough because I felt like if someone said, no, oh, but I did this and I did this and I did this is like, so why when you're doing it or why are you coming back to New York or why are you. You, you have time for yourself on your own, you have a problem, right? Like there is something here, there is something here where you feel empty. There is something here where you feel you didn't do enough. There is so you something. Mean,
0: for example, mm-hmm. if the photographer who lives in New York, who goes and yeah, yeah. say photographs in whatever place, then they come back to New York and they feel empty.
1: There is, a, there is a, I mean, as, as you know, as Marilyn told me, there is a lot of uh, issue when you're a photojournalist because you're dealing with a lot of uh, trauma and a trauma of the people that you're experiencing who, has, who, has, who had really had experiences. I agree on that. And those trauma, let's say that, like the trauma that the person has that you're photographing are actually reflecting within you. Without you noticing it, because you're not spiritually aware. Right. And this trauma is being, stay inside of you while you're keeping traveling the world and shooting other issues. Um, I mean, this is is like a spell, right? You going in the world, photographing issues. So you are taking issues with you, bringing them to the world and the world can see the issue because we need photographers to be able to, Reflect on a on a on a on a fair reality, and that's why we need photojournalists. The but there is, we we always been agree to do it this this way, and somehow the photographer he's the one who's actually suffering as well. Mm. Yeah. And and I will say I again I do not have the answer yet because I'm not in your shoes or the shoes of Malin, right? Even if I experience. And I did it a few times when the New York Times sent me uh, to, uh, to San Francisco, uh, or the Esquire, like few assignments. And I did, I had to, I had to witness uh, a subject who was in trauma. Mm. So I understand. And in that space, right, where I was not a professional photojournalist because I was just a prophetess, and I realized my limitation. And my limitation was I'm here for her. she's gonna talk to me and she just lost her husband in a drone and we talk about this like in palestine and 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 he was killed and then three months after people realized like the drone killed his husband in Pakistan mm-hmm. and six months after I have to meet this woman and photograph her in in uh, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And I came to a house who was like dark. I came to a woman who was dark because she lost the love of her life. I I had to have enough strength within me, within my own experience to be able to process that I need I need as a being to to give the best of me to her. Do you understand what I mean? It's like she's 60, 65, and... The New York Times wants want me to photograph of a portrait of her uh, with resilience. You know, like, you know, they, they, they're trying to brief me about how I have to photograph her. So I had a big issue with that.
2: Hmm.
1: It makes me aware of my limitation. If the people in the, the office tell me how I'm supposed to photograph her, where they have no idea of a trauma and experience so they tell me, like, that's supposed to be how it's supposed to be set and that's how she, she, you're supposed to feed her. And I'm like, I came and I, and I completely, you know, forget about what they told me mm. because I wanted to be with her. I wanted to help her, at least at this moment when she's going to tell me the story. So as a photographer, you've been taking the job of a therapist, but you're not a therapist. Yeah, completely. So, so let's say that for me to be able to have photographer who were aware of the fact that you actually transporting the trauma within you, even if you leave the space and that can be detrimental for the people who are living next to you
2: Oh yeah,
1: (laughs) without you not knowing it at the beginning, because nobody really told you this. So then the trauma is showing you how consciousness works, which is kind of amazing. Again, it's like, as much as we know each other and we share good consciousness love, mm. then the trauma that you experience with you, with your photographer friends, or in Congo or other places that you experience I've been staying inside of you. We know access to let them out and give back to the world. So you say, I'm gonna give back to the world. So let me just, you know, travel the world and bring back truth and, and real issue. And then the trauma is still stuck here. Mm. That's that's what my that's my issue with the photojournalist today. And I can't have the answer for you, but I understand what's happening within you. Because mm-hmm. Malina, you know, I know Malina, which is a photojournalist, photographer amazing, who did amazing work like especially lately the last two years. And she had to stop like completely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do, do you understand?
0: Oh yeah, no, I completely like, understand. It, I had to stop as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was going deep and deep in her, like yeah. and she was like challenging herself and having bodyguard and da-da-da, and you know, shooting Malala and going on this journey with that. I mean, she did book at the UN and did exhibition, and I mean I mean that was the momentum, right? Mm-hmm. And then why why are you just stopping? That's the real question of you of you of your function as a photojournalist for me, where there is something that it's not sustainable, so then we need to sit on the table and talk about the vision. Why this vision is not sustainable and why there is no possibility or if there is any possibility for another type of vision form for the benefit of humanity. You see? On both sides.
0: Yeah. Yeah, with another friend, I've been having this conversation too about just how... You know, exactly as you say, we go out, we meet these people, we carry our own traumas, (laughs) we learn about their traumas, we absorb that energy. And a lot of times, many of us, we come back and we don't really process it. We might go on a run or we might sit in a bar and have a drink with a friend or a colleague, but we're not really getting into the meat of what happened. Mm -hmm. And even when we try and consciously do that and speak with, you know, therapist or um, actively try and work these things out sometimes they're so far deep especially if you have years experience or you've been ex- you know exposed to extreme traumatic events these things are stored in the body and yeah. they need to be worked out with real professionals and uh, we just become like these drones in a way You know, Mm -hmm. if we're continuing to go back out there and photograph things and especially, you know, in very sensitive, traumatic situations, um, if we're not conscious, besides just recording the world, we're we're not really helping the world if we're not consciously realized and aware of what we're doing and why we're out there. And, you know, if we can't be clear in these places as humans then we can't be clear as photographers, which so is that, that clarity of vision, right?
1: So they, Okay, so that's great. So let me just go now to the people who who are hiring you, the people who stay in the office, and let's talk about the mainstream media, yeah. who are actually asking for those images. Um, again, like you definitely uh, more aware of them because you on the spot you're experiencing this reality in different places the people what the what the level of like to just start say, hey i got this budget just go right mm. they 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 have no awareness of vision no awareness of vision for me they following a guideline and they need exactly what they've been asking 20 years ago and again in a in a world of photography itself it sounds pretentious, but I will say it. Let's create a new photography world. Yeah. And 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 again, it's maybe an utopian imagination. I started with the photography of those women, and it never nobody saw those pictures before the way that I'm interp- I'm interpreting women. So the fact that I am an example of a new interpretation can make you realize there is new way of interpretation within the vision. And the vision quest uh, uh, or any study of the of the, of the vision and, and the perception or, or, or the shaman or Carlos Castadena or, or Jan Kerouac or, or all those guys, they give you tools. But those tools are not being used because nobody in the photography industry Break in. Do you understand what I mean? It's like people like the guru can talk, the yogi can talk to you, the 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 the, the many wisdom people can talk to you, but they have no understanding of photography and vision mm-hmm. themselves. Do you understand? So we have a lack of, of, of understanding of vision because the elders didn't experience the biggest change in society. Photography and content broadcasts at the speed of light. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there is no, there is no video where you're going to find someone. I love Sagu. I love the good, not listening, but you guys have no idea, like, have no advice on photography. And actually, that should be the biggest and new type of school worldwide outside of the movie industry like a school not a theology a theosophy or theology how do you say that theosophy theosophy yeah, school, philosophy
0: right? sorry
1: no theology you know those those theology. school of theology yeah. Yeah. yeah so so as as there is school of theology for, for understanding a kind of universal like matter then it, there's supposed to be a new school of, of vision and those new school of vision will finally make the visual maker which it's a million of us today.
0: This is a great idea. Yes. The School of Vision.
1: The School of Vision. I want to write the blueprint for, for a workshop where I'm, we're going to develop, with other people, we're going to develop a, a School of Vision where we're going to really go d- dig into the teaching of psychology, vision, perception, and, and all those aspects within the the, the the photography world, because photographer needs to be accountable within the spiritual within the spiritual gift of life. And that's what we are as a photographer. We want to give life through our eyes. We want to give a freedom, and we're going to give a sense of um, of, of different point of view mm. to the viewer as we are observing ourselves within the world and we have a point of reference, which is mm-hmm. that's what we're traveling and we're bringing this point of reference. We must be uh, uh, aware of uh, influence. And once we're aware of the influence, trying to make the best of this vision for the world and not for the industry. And that's why I'm saying it's like, the industry is a machine. The, the Hollywood are failing us big time. Mm. What we believe, we grew up with them and now we're watching those movies in Hollywood like from far away, we can't even watch 10 minutes of them. Mm. So that's why it's actually a good news. Like if you watch any kind of box office movie after 10 minutes, like this is how human beings are so smart. Most of human beings can recognize in the form of the, box, the Hollywood movie, they recognize, they know, they know how the hands going to look like They know what kind of characters they're going to develop.
0: And they still watch it.
1: But they know that they know what's going to happen. So they make them, it it makes them feel, it creates kind of a comfort, a fake comfort zone. Oh, completely. within Within the narrative that they're assuming that's the only one that they can relate. So there is a relationship of love, of comfort but no space for them to expand and evolve as a conscious being. And that's why this narrative of Hollywood, when you see it today, it's like, that's so detrimental, you know, so detrimental, like another aspect of the detrimental of uh, Hollywood movie. And the form was actually very detrimental for black people is the trauma of every black movie who came for the last four years, which I didn't say anything. I watched them. Some of them, I couldn't watch them. I'm, I'm mentioning. And even if they're good, right? I don't criticize they're good. But Get Out, Us, Moonlight, 12 Years of Slavery, um, uh, Antebellum right now is horrible, uh, and Lovecraft, which every black people love. Are based on the trauma of the black men oppressed by the white men. So you guys are keeping victimization. watching this.
0: It keeps the, coming back around to victimization. We're victims. Wow. So
1: so what happened? It's like they did it on purpose. They put 20 million dollars with Lion Gates on Anti movie, which is the last movie with Janet Molae. It's called Anti mm. And um I watched it because one of my work was in the movie at the beginning. Nice. And they asked me last year, Lionsgate, it's like, hey, this movie is going to be revolutionary, futuristic. So they, they sent me the movie last year and I'm like, okay, love, I put my work in it. My work is in it. 10 minutes of the movie are uh, in the future, like very successful black women. And in 50 minutes, I can't believe nobody's, nobody criticized this movie. And in 50 minutes, Janelle Monae get kidnapped by white people who bring her to the old school slave in the middle of America that nobody know it exists, and they enslave black people in 2030, and the entire movie it's her being raped by white dude and trying to escape this uh, this uh, place in US, who's a nightmare. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm like, silent. this
0: is the vision that they're. That they're broadcasting out into the world and placing it into the minds of people,
1: yeah like it's almost and the like... Crop is the same. Mm-hmm.
0: Why did they do that and why be- didn't got it because speak out a,
1: because because, because what they do it's like reinforcing the victimization within the black community in America, the black Americans will never be able to relate to the Africans. And the fact that they want to make sure that the trauma is so deep and so real, that if the trauma is real, as you know, like a baby, uh, we talk about psychology here. If the baby or if you're growing up and your trauma is so real, you're not gonna be able to see your brothers and sisters. You're in trauma. Mm. You have no time for for next door neighbors or your relative who are uh, actually this is where you come from, but you're like, No, I'm not African, I'm Afro-American. I have I have issue here and I wanna deal with them. So what they do is like they're making sure that you know, to be honest, black people are the biggest uh, community worldwide. If you if you really think about it, it's like you got the African continent, mm. which is the biggest continent in the in the world. Then you got all the colonialists, the 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 Afro-European, the Afro-American, and the Afro-Brazilian and the Afro-South American. Mm. That's a lot of black people. So what happened is the the government knows their power that they have, these black people, Mm. in the culture, in music, in athletes. I mean, this is mind-blowing. They're everywhere within the culture to make sure there is the money that's coming, but they've been used as a commodity. So the Mm. commodity is okay, but we need to keep them in trauma. So we're going to have some, you know, famous black people, which is a good news, they need to stay in the trauma. They can't get out of the trauma, which means they don't have to know the African history because once they're going to realize the African history is make them, when one, one was the, the first nation of humanity, they don't have to know that. There's no way they will know about it. So we make sure they only feel American and I've, we have to make sure they feel oppressed and they feel they're in trauma. For the next twenty years, that's that's why I'm calling this this, this uh, psych, the trauma like we're experiencing with the movie, mm. which is vision, is 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 a different type of trauma than the one that the photographer, are uh, experiencing on, on your journey as an experience, you know. But they actually very connected, all of them. Right. Like in, sort within of the realm reinf- of the vision,
0: yeah. The trauma reinforces itself unless it has some clarity some way that it can escape, you know, unless it's realized in a sense. Otherwise, it's going to continue itself. Yeah. Yeah, the dissonance will will continue. And I've seen that when I was living in Congo. I would see African-Americans come into Congo, you know, and spend yeah, time yeah. in Congo, and
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: they would very often feel alien from their own people.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You know, because of exactly that, because it's like you had colonization all over Africa, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: the slavery inside of Africa was not the same thing as slavery inside of the United States. And um, we could go on and on about that. But but uh, I love your idea about having a school of vision, which oh, is yeah, really, yeah, it's definitely. not about photography or art. It's really about realizing yourself before mm-hmm. you do all these other things, having a vision quest, understanding who you are.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And then you can begin to make work if you can somehow decolonize your mind, you know, yes. de- reprogram your mind, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and
0: so you're clear of all this this uh, trauma and this weight.
1: What is not serving uh, humanity, and and again, it, it's it's like we know where slave uh, started in Africa. We know that. Why people came and copy a model that they kind of like enjoy in Africa I'm like oh there was some slave here okay so we're gonna we're gonna make a big brand of this let's do it so they make they they just really literally really like check what they were doing in Africa and did the same and then when they arrived to uh, the much, western world much worse though huh? of course yeah so they they, they developed much worse yeah yeah which was and then capitalization and commercial commercializing with no ethic and no moral. and 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 learning like they're the master of mind manipulation. So, what happened is like the study of vision, people need to understand how much manipulation has been brought to us in front of the eye since we're born. I think that would be the first teaching mind manipulation. How does it work? And how the thing that you can actually perceive are actually triggering you to, to. to have a sense of reality that is actually uh uh the alpha of it or 40% of it and you have an issue with reality itself. I mean I have to deal with
0: that that was really hard. Yeah, because of that, the ego. The
1: yeah ego the reality so yeah it wants to keep this reality. It's like it's, it's like yeah. no 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 I'm I'm good here. I'm good here. Let me just let me just take my coffee and my coffee shop. Let me Let me get my call. Let me call my friend. Do you understand? It's like he wants to to tie it up. Like it's like almost here. Mm. And you want to, but the beauty of it is that consciousness wants to set, there's something inside of you want to set yourself free. Mm -hmm. And this is what they've been scared of a lot lately for the last 10 years with this coming of this iPhone, majorness connection of consciousness. Mm. Uh, whatever they call it, evil or whatever, it's like no. This is a real access for us to liberate ourselves from tyranny and 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 bad globalization. If we have to be global and planet Earth is a spaceship, imagine a world with no discrimination and racism, and where the resources resource would be shared honestly and with ethic. And that's not an utopia. Again, you see, like that's not an utopia if I can process it, and you can process it, then me and other people can actually achieve it.
0: Yeah, that is the potential of it, for sure.
1: And this potential is in every one of us, man. Like, this is how beautiful the drop of water, like, you believe you're nothing, but just please believe you're nothing, but this drop of water, this, this voice that you have within you who's talking to you and doesn't want to leave you alone, this voice prove again, and will prove to you again that you came in the right time for the right reason. Just keep it up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 like, not, it's out of pretentiousness, it's out of the ego. Why there is a voice inside Michael who's keeping you to reflect better, to have your podcast, to connect with people, to yeah, leave something in it that mm. is beautiful. You can't deny it. Give you as, as much like the credit of this. It's like, all right, wow, I, I can't stop, man. I can't stop. It's like that's this is exactly how I wanna raise or I wanna teach, you know, people in the school of vision. It's like if you have the if you have the target of vision and if you have the give of perception, then you have a responsibility. And if you take this one this responsibility, then let's do it together. Do you, do you understand?
0: Yeah, completely. And I think um we're also speaking about healing because reprogramming vision is healing the past wounds and traumas and, um, you know, the fears, the controls, the things that keep us in our same sort of mindset that is yeah. uh, stagnant, that is not expanding, that is not changing mm-hmm. and growing. Mm-hmm. So it's about, like, healing ourselves and so we can serve. Then we can see in the clearest way, right? Right. Which is then, if we're going to serve, if we're going to be out in the world
1: yeah. as yeah. photographers yeah. yeah. or yeah. artists, mm-hmm. then we, mm-hmm.
0: we are really hoping to create a more positive vision. Um, and
1: this, you say, a positive vision, what it is, you see? we Within yeah. the issue, what is a positive vision? Why there is no balance? And why the, 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 the mainstream media and the industry doesn't take accountability for the way... That they actually choosing to perceive the world within only issues, you mm-hmm. see. It's mm-hmm. like okay, so there is issues, and you're reporting. I don't know, like if you talk about numbers, and and we just we just calculate. Oh, these five hundred thousand issues say, this year, and it's been reporting in every mainstream media. And when it comes to good news, five percent. Yeah. And we just wonder why we just uh, in a bad shape, uh, like. And trauma. it's like, yes, they did it. They're, they have the responsibility and the responsibility of the balance of the soul and spirit. If we have 50-50, guess what happened? Imagine you sharing good stories and positive story, then the way that people will see the issues, they will be able to help along the way. Mm-hmm. But what happened, it's like because people are sick of bad news, mm-hmm. they're closing themselves off. And then they actually have less help in charity, in donation and all that, because it's too much for us to process so much misery. Mm -hmm. So like, I am, I always talk about the balance because I had this conversation with Marlene about it and she won't understand what I mean. It's like, I am not denying this. I am opening a new space for this. Like, Mm -hmm why this space doesn't exist and why this space doesn't have our attention as much as the issue of attention. Imagine you're born and every day you're going to have a best friend, right? And your best friend is going to only talk about issues. Hmm. That's not going to be your best friend for a long time.
0: We never talk about the positive things. We become so cynical and then that cynical negative mindset becomes so common in the industry that then it's like a propagation of like this, it's a repeat of the work that we're making that is rewarded. Oh, you did this incredible story about the conflict in this place, or you did this incredible report about like how, you know, this horrible situation, you know, in the world, and you're rewarded for this. These issues and places and subjects should be covered. But we're continuing this cycle that ultimately is not beneficial. What is most beneficial is if then, we can create a society yeah. that is more positive than negative, that is more hopeful than it is, oh, look at all the pain and suffering in the world, which, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm, you know, a lot of people are like that. They avoid the news because they don't want to be exposed to that. Mm-hmm. So imagine if we, we as the newsmakers, as the people who participate in creating imagery for the world, imagine if that... Yep was yeah. mostly positive instead of negative.
1: Right? You have to find good stories like five times a month. What about this? Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? It's like, what about this being the trend as well as the issue? What about, uh, um, and that's what I'm saying, like the mainstream media, I I like, I lost completely trust in anyone right now because they prove me during this uh, moment in the year that they're only interested in drama. In trauma and in fear, so I I took my step out. I'm looking from far away because I have no time to judge every day. And I, yeah. I again, it's a lot of energy. Like you know, when you friends or criticizing or or complaining about something is it's it's like you created it to yourself, and they want you to be like this. So actually, you you you. Um, unconsciously, like un- unconscious of seeing what has been happening to you,
0: seeing through it, and seeing how we can create solutions and new visions. I mean,
1: like I'm, I have, I, I work on on healing with women for ten years. Mm. So I took my responsibility and I become accountable for other women, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to live with ten women in my space. I had to experience different women from different culture, and I had to accept whatever I was dealing with, right? But the beauty of this result, it's like, guess what? I know myself, right? Because I had to deal with women and my issues, and, and, and we had some of the same issues, but then I had to reflect in a, in a woman's life, not in a man's life for 10 years, because I will be detrimental for a man if I don't know myself. And the reason why I didn't know myself because I didn't trust myself. And the reason I, why well, I didn't trust myself because I didn't believe women can succeed. So the reason why I was, I was in this position is because I didn't believe in women. That was the biggest part of my problem. Is like, oh, I don't believe in me because I don't believe in them. Wow. This is mm. tough then I have to believe in them, which means I need to encounter a certain numbers of women in my life. I mean, as you see on my birthdays and stuff like this, like all those women, Mm -hmm. I knew them and it's my friends for like 10 years. I follow up with my social uh, uh, healing experience with life. So I was very involved in a lot of friendship, which I'm still, you know, Mm -hmm. because it defines, it defines, my consciousness in a very clear way now. Do you understand? So the only way I could heal is to accept Hmm. the many form of womanhood. And then the man needs to do the same on his own. Like, yeah, okay, men are more successful than women because this is the latter. But there is one thing that men are actually in the same issue. It's where they have a lot of pain. And they don't know why. And then they can't express it. And they're emotionally not uh, uh, prepared for it. And they don't want to be prepared for it. So it keeps inside. They can't talk to the mom and the dad too much about it because they never never grow up in a society where they can just like be out like a woman just express herself, right? Mm -hmm. So for you guys to be a man in this 2020, it's to finally, you know... um, you know I got issue with my boyfriend because he's in Morocco right now for, for four or six months and I can't travel because of the visa issue, whatever. And I realized like sometimes what he does he just turn off. So he turned off mm. because he he, he doesn't want to do he doesn't want to deal emotionally with me of whatever he's experienced. that's his own issue. So he's turned off like he doesn't talk for like six seven days not never too long. But I know what happened to him and I'm like gosh it's a cycle. Like it's happened to him again. He doesn't want me to be involved because he has some like tough time inside. And then when he's connected again, he's open and he wants to talk about it, but it always going to take him 10 days to 20 days to come back, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm like, I can't be mad at him. Like most of men and I know actually are like this.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, the
1: space of like pain and, and, and how you guys wants to express it or to keep for yourself it's something that wow this is so hard for me to understand as well as a woman you know I'm not in that position to well, be a man and understanding what you're experiencing guys you know
0: well we're not much of the time we're not rewarded for being for lack of a better word weak for being traumatized we we are rewarded for for carrying it for shouldering it and not yeah not bringing it you know, around our friends or not bringing it into the workplace. Like this is the way of a man, you know, a man Mm -hmm. just kind of deals with it. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that is that when you keep it inside, it creates these little disturbances, ripples Mm -hmm. that can become Mm -hmm. waves. Mm
2: -hmm. And,
0: um, that can become, you know, tsunamis. And so with myself, it became a tsunami
2: Mm-hmm. so at
0: some point there was just mm-hmm. no like I released it you know I had PTSD and that shit was coming out and mm-hmm. as a result of that I was um sort of cast out professionally in a way and I was also um, uh, you know in my personal life it was just looked at as a shame you know I was like shamed out of things mm-hmm. which is totally mm-hmm. wrong mm-hmm. yeah like as a society we should be there for each other and we should, you know, as men and as women, we should be understanding. we should be sure. there to care for each other, instead,
2: yeah, we have a yeah, system
0: yeah. that says, "This way is good for business, this way is not, you know, this way is good for the brand, this way is not." And so if you're not, instead of being your brother
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, you're not as good, you're weak.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and
0: mm -hmm. for men that weakness is is something really to be afraid of nobody wants to be weak because you know when you're weak you're not going to be embraced and you're not going to be praised and you're not going to get the job and you're not going to make money and you're not going to become that man that you wanted that strong man that you you know successful man that you want to become one of the most incredible experiences i've had in my life Mm -hmm. Was the simple experience of when I was in a lot of pain, Mm -hmm. when I was crying, when I was in my trauma, Mm -hmm. when I was embraced by a handful of friends, men, Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: who embraced me at the same time. It was one big hug Mm
2: -hmm. and I
0: was in the middle of it. I was so afraid Mm
2: -hmm.
0: in that moment because I was being hugged by a group of men.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: which is something that was just um, so healing. But I was so afraid initially. I was thinking, oh, my God, I'm crying, and I have a group of guys around me. Like, it was so hard to be Except exposed this. in that way. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt yeah, so exposed.
0: Yeah. I felt so weak.
1: Wow. I felt yeah, so yeah. much yeah, yeah.
0: shame. And at the same time, mm-hmm. there was such a power that I gained from that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that we we had this in our societies, in our tribes, and we yeah, still do yeah. in some places yeah. in the world.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, where, yeah. for example, if you walk into an African village, a small African yeah. village where the men are constantly yeah. around each other and they're hunting together mm-hmm. and, yeah,
2: and yeah, they yeah, sharing
0: yeah. stories and they're going through and having these experiences, you often see yeah. them holding hands or hugging or close. They have yeah. no problem sharing hands. I saw them holding hands. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, And they're connected in this way and they help heal each other. And that's one of the reasons why they are a lot of times so much more optimistic mm-hmm. and happier, yeah, yeah. healthy people, mm-hmm. even though much of the time they have nothing.
1: Yes. And, um, you know, it's a fact. <laughs> yeah. It's a fact. It's a fact. And um, you have the opportunity and you have the chance to experience this. So you have a gift because no, not a lot of people like white people never experienced this besides being black. Afro-American are not like this. Do you understand what I mean? It's like, it's, like it's, it's imprinted this, this, uh, this appearance of the, uh, of, uh, grounded and, and rooted within the sharing space is African, right? Afro-American a lot of them doesn't have it. Some of black communities are from uh, Afro american community have it because they are still rooted in the past civil rights movement and they know the danger to not being together. So there's a small communities of very, you know, beautiful activists. Um, then I met uh, many, uh, especially in LA, hmm. in Oakland and some area like this. So they are together, but it's, it's small. It's more like a um, community. Like in Africa, and you can be in Congo and I can experience the same thing in Senegal. I can experience the same thing in Uganda. I can experience the same thing, you know, in, right. in Botswana. I experienced my African experience in many countries in Africa where within, with not having money, I just, I just came back to uh, the Western world and I was like, wow, I get so much love, man. Wow. And, and again, that's really hard to see people poor and like this all this kind of like reality that who hits you. But mm. at the same time, the people who take care of you in the time that you were in Congo, or like the time that I wasn't in, in those places, I was like, they were giving me. They were yeah. giving me. Yeah, some people expecting that you give money and stuff, but like a lot of people in Africa were giving so with no expectation. They just want to be good with the foreigner. They're like, yes, someone new.
0: The entire time that I was there in Congo, whoever was there helping me were helping me. But there was constantly this, you know, they would be laughing or commenting about something or Mm -hmm, somehow mm -hmm. enjoying life Mm -hmm, at the mm -hmm, same mm -hmm. time. And I really began to learn this from them because I was so focused on just working and making work and you know spending a certain amount of money and knowing that I was there for a certain amount of time and but there's this constant reminder that look you know this is not about the work it's not about the job it's about life it's about so much more Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm. it's
0: about community it's about one of my friends he's a Congolese guy and he Mm
2: -hmm. he's
0: been to the U.S. many times but
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, his
0: family lives in the U.S. Most of his family mm-hmm. lives in the U.S. He stays in Congo. He stays in Congo, you know, living mostly a humble existence, and that is why. Yes.
1: yes.
0: You know, this is a guy who speaks like nine or ten languages and who's wow. with like many different organizations and who's very mm-hmm. intelligent, And mm-hmm. uh, but he wants to live in Congo, and that's mm-hmm. why. Because mm-hmm. of that community and because of that connection and yeah, yeah, yeah. conflict, that's a very yeah, real yeah. part of the everyday. But it's also, you know, there's also this this extreme beauty and yeah. this communal aspect that is just phew, so far beyond anything we have here. I mean, there is, no, the
1: reti- time, there is no retirement place huh, in Africa. Like they would never put the elders like like again it's like you, like they 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 say like the western will is sick and then i and i say why it's because you guys like putting your your mother and your dad in retirement i was like no you don't do this and it's then, an and early death it's, yeah it's an early death it's like it's almost like well the only thing that they need is love because they they work to their life for, for you they educate you So the only thing that you have to find for them it's space for them to Enjoy your presence and your love, and and you need to invest in it. Like this is the exchange of you of them giving you life. That's the exchange. Yeah. The Western society cut it off. Cut off this exchange. It's like, thank you, dad and mom to get, like I'm in such a grateful space. Thank you, dad and mom to give me life. Thank you so much. But I know one day I will have to take care of them. I'm aware every day, and the fact that I'm aware every day. I will not let any one of them have a bad, um, you know, going away experience. I was like, this is in my duty and my accountability to life to serve my parents the way and they serve me when I was a kid. Either mm-hmm. I like the way they did or not, they give me life. So indeed, uh, hopefully in the next 10 years, I will have time to do what I got to do. <laughs> That's, I That's why sometimes I feel like I'm rushing. Because I know I have to be comfortable for them, right You understand? Mm-hmm. and there's more people in the family and stuff, but you see the fact that I grew up and I know very naturally, um imagine an entire Western society who doesn't know who doesn't want to deal with the fact that they they will need to do it, but they don't want to do it because there is a uh, there is ask for the elders. And then in France and in Italia, they talk about the coronavirus death, but most of the dead people in in this European country are unfortunately those people in those, in those spaces. Hmm. Like, the numbers is huge in those spaces because they don't have love and then they want to leave. I mean, that's simple. Like, if you don't have nothing to do during the day and there is no family around, like, what's the point to be alive, man? Like, really, like, I... I think myself at 90 years old and I'd be like alone in, in the house and not seeing anyone is like, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm yeah, out. Like, why bye. stick around?
0: And now a virus in this crazy world, like why give it?
1: Yeah, so bye? they want to, like right now, the, the elders wants to be out spiritually. Literally, they're like, really? Yeah. Bye. <laughs> you know I mean? It's like, it's it's really tough for them, you know?
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. To see more of Delphine's work, please follow her on Instagram at Delphine Diallo. Also, if you enjoyed the episode and feel inclined to leave my friend and audio pilot, Paul, and I a review in Apple Podcasts, thank you. Bye for now.